You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Drunk my sober thoughts. It's about to happen. Lit, 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 lit. Lights. Leslie Guam, I'm here today with Moran's Moon. How did you start rapping, Moran's? I was 12 years old. Maybe a little bit before then I was writing. But I think at 12, that was around the time where I started to like record and really like dive deep into my composition book. What I would say like, well, how would be like just hearing other artists at the time that was that were introduced to me from like, you know, just kind of like indirectly by people that were around me playing music. Just kind of made me like just think about like, could I do what they were doing? And I think when I heard Eminem over Dr. Dre's beats and I heard somebody rapping about something that seemed at that time frame so different I was like I think I could try this because this person is rapping about a whole different content that I never heard at that point I wasn't you know I was a young kid but it was like still something I was hearing traditional hip-hop of that time period and so do you feel like you started to like mimic these rappers early on did you always have your own sound nah definitely I was definitely mimicking like Nas and Every little mixtape that I heard and just like definitely mimicking their style and flow, not the content. Like the content, I was just trying to really overwhelm people with adjectives and and all of these nouns and just try to make the best words put together. So it was like it was more about their flows and cadences and really studying that. How did you grow into becoming your own MC? Because you talked about learning from them, but how did you discover like your own individuality? I think around the time when I was 16, I um, started playing sports. I put music like on the back burner, just lived life. I feel like at that point, like I was writing so much, I could never get past the first verse. Like I was recording like on all of this like equipment I had got from my grandma from graduating in like eighth grade it was super outdated but it was like cool to just hear yourself back and practice on a microphone but it got to a point where I was I couldn't get more than the first I didn't have enough content so I feel like at that point I had to like take a break and upon going through like between 16 and like 19 I think when I came back to music I finally like had realized where I wanted to go with things I kind of seen in that absence where my life was going and like music was like what I really wanted to do we brought you in here to talk about mostly currency exchange, but how do you feel you involved from your early projects in college up into currency exchange and beyond? I always had this idea in mind of where I wanted to go with everything, but I wasn't afraid to speak what was going on in my, my current present time. I always had this, this 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 book in the back burner, which became currency exchange, but all of those things that I was creating, I was sharpening my tools, but I was finding the right instrumentals. I was trying to cultivate the sound. I was trying to figure out the exact format. So I had to do a lot of projects where it was like professionally, you know, mix and master. Then we going through all this process, but it was like what I was feeling at that time frame. I was trying to tell a bigger story, but I just didn't completely understand all of the logistics of like the album and like how we get it done and how it put it out. So it was that whole learning process. I was always chasing like a, a project that I could hang my hat on and I felt like currency exchange if like that was it like tomorrow like I could be like people could listen to that and be like that's who he was. Now you mentioned some of the things you were going through at the time and on the album you do mention your dad yeah and him being locked up <laughs> um how did that affect you when it happened and moving forward particularly in your writing and your music? With my father being in prison like kind of the the music that I'm working on now, it comes out further. 
I think from the time frame of like when he was gone when I was young, even into the point throughout my whole How old were you? I was probably like I mean, he's been in and out of my life since I was like seven. So probably one to seven, which I don't remember a hundred percent, he was like a more present in my life where I can remember. But like from that point on, I know he was just in and out, in and out. So therefore it's like I never felt connected to the point where he like left. It wasn't like I knew him from like seven to a certain age. So he was kinda gone in those pivotal moments where I met. So I was always used to like my mother. I never really looked to a man to be my role model. Like, I, I was always down with being my own man. It was just in me. But I would say that it played a, a, a very big part in it because a lot of times it's like a, being a, a young black African-American male in America. It's like you want to look to somebody. You don't always want to go to your friends. You want to go to somebody that got experience. And, you know, that would be your father if you had a traditional life. But if you don't got that, you start to look to other things. So you end up going down different paths. And that's like always positive. So, you know, the music has always been like a reflection of interest of what I'm going through and sometimes it is like you know all of these artists that I listen to they they kind of raised me you know everything I've seen has kind of raised me like you know me and my father we had conversations you know as me being an adult but it was never like what it, what it should have been it should have been like you supposed to be you supposed to build and hand this off to your son didn't have that I hope I can get that to something to my son one day I hope I have a son or a daughter and I can give that to them but he played a pivotal moment. That's when I, I created a song called uh, Money Grim, where I'm talking about the, the perspective of, like, you know, trying to send him money and ease his pain. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I've been going through so much. I ain't really got that much money to give him, but at the same time, like, you know, we've been praying, but all we've been getting is pain. Can I get a money gram for a little change? Western unions tell my pops I'm trying to ease his pain. All my life we prayed, but all we got was the pain I don't wanna die in vain Keep my soul up this currency exchange Up this currency exchange Work this nine to five, can't bond with my brothers Cause all my co-workers white What they know about this life Oppression don't got a color, right? But that's not a black man's only fight So I'm lit, no I'm not alright It wasn't just once or twice It was another night, it was another day They took another away Like it was no other way So I told my mama this pistol don't mean no other way To die, live in Chicago Speaking of tracks on the album uh, Which is your favorite and why? My favorite song is Out of Change Like it's the first song and it's the, it's the song that when I first heard it, I was like, man, it's, it's knocking so hard. I remember um, Eugene, the guy that recorded my videos, was like, he looked at me at a certain point where he was recording, and he was like, is this an album? And I was like, I was going to do an EP. And he was, I was, he was like, you should make this an album. And at that moment, that's when I made the decision. I was like, this is going to be an album. Like, but it was, so how long ago did you record that? So I think we started the album in 2016. It was a process. When I first started, I was like, I didn't believe that it would take that long. I thought I was like, I'm gonna knock this out quick. It's like, no, nah, this was like back and forth, beats, producers, producers not hitting me back with the beat on time in the middle of the session. It was just a lot, but that's my favorite song, just because of the content. It explains that mix of concepts so well of me like dealing with like being in America in a capitalist system. And like the homeless perspective. So, what songs you would you recommend people who need something lighter? Because it's been a heavy interview thus far. <laughs> you said something lighter. Yes. From the album, I would tell them listen to Counterfeit, the second song. It's very, it's very light. It's kind of this euphoric moment where you go from this out of change to this like, okay, I'm here. The world may be fake, but also his records on there like Money Light, Money Lit, Money Order, ATM. These these records that have this this 
kind of drive to them, but are, but are super balanced. You don't got to get too deep. You don't got to feel too turned up, but you could just buy You can play it on a sunny day. You can chill. You know what I mean? If you sip, you can sip. You roll, you can roll. If you just want to vibe with your mama, you know, driving her around, you could do that. <laughs> I don't know if my mom would appreciate that. A lot of, lot of too many swear words for my mom, but uh, I'll keep that in mind. Um, and also on the album, and just throughout your music period, you bring up DMST. Yeah. Dream More, Stay True. What's the story behind that? Dream More, Stay True, DMST, Drunk My Sober Thought. Um, Drink More, Stay True is just a... It's a condensed part of my whole brand, which is please no sobriety. Drunk mind, speak sober thoughts, little love and pay the cost. And it's just all about basically being intoxicated by your vision, your dreams, what you believe in, not letting this society, you know, which kind of shuns things that are different, conform you to being, you know, the norm. Like, just be intoxicated. Don't let nobody bring sobriety to you. And then the little love, paying the cost part is like anything you love, whether it be music, whether you're a basketball player, whether you, at some point you get old, at some point your, your family, people pass away, you, you don't have the same steps, people might not look at you the same, things that you love in turn, you know, in the long run will hurt you. So it's just basically just being honest with yourself and what you love and just know that, you know, time is of the essence. It's a privilege. So you're an overall artist, though. So tell us a bit about your visual work as well as your fashion work. My visual work is definitely like I would say it's in the vein of what, what Kanye do to a degree. My designing work is so tied into what what Ye has been doing with the distressed like clothing and all that, like painting and this kind of graffiti is street stylish. And that kind of comes from what I've been doing as far as like visually, which is very similar to Basquiat or the Kooning, like all of these layers. But as far as the content and the composition, what it's reflecting, it's reflecting the times. A lot of my earlier works was about emotion, love versus money. But now it's moved into like some politics, a lot of stereotypes, a lot of what's hap- been happening in America, like just what's been in front of me in the media, what's constantly reflected at me because I'm a millennial like all I'm, I'm seeing the same thing like I don't completely operate like a millennial like I would feel like I'm probably an old soul but because I do music and I'm in art I'm, I'm on social medias I'm on all of these different things and I don't want nobody to have a step on me so I'm watching and learning and trying to you know have this contrarian perspective but embrace everybody's point of view and learn from it so all of that gets put into my art at the end of the day like I want to inspire people and I want to be able to take what I've done and, and go back and inspire somebody and give back and, and help people give a testimony and help help kids. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like this, this ain't even just about me. It's just these perspectives and what I've been through is just meant to inspire people. Right. Yeah. Right. And lastly, anything else you want to add or anything you want to plug? I just want to plug um, Chicago. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> Let's plug the chirp. <laughs> you chirp know radio. What I mean? Yes. You could you could um check me out, please no sobriety.com, alias no sobriety on Twitter, please no sobriety on Instagram, DMST on Facebook, Moran Simone on iTunes, Spotify, the whole internet. You could look me up. But I just want to shout out to everybody that's pursuing their their dreams and, and striving to make this world a better place. Cause we need everybody to keep contributing so together we can build. You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hard to read. I can't bleed. I've been drained. A silent pain. Echoes of those meadows that once existed. I'm out of change. I can't even help the helpless. The little that I do got, I gotta be selfish. Or if I give it, will it be returned in various blessings? Am I gifted hard?